Hi, everybody. What's up? This is No You Can't Say Hi. I am your host, John Brown. Thank you so much for listening once again. You can find the show on Twitter at No You Can't Say Hi. And please, please subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. It's on any platform that you get podcasts. It's at No You Can't Say Hi. You can find it anywhere. You can also follow me on Twitter at John Brown for foolishness. You can follow my good friend Francis on Twitter at Francis Adu Jr. Um, do us a favor and give us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave a review on how to improve the show, um, if you if you so please. Um, so today, me and Francis, Francis is back, by the way. We talk about um, Lemonade by Beyonce. We talk about visibility, colorism, Harriet Tubman, uh, Prince. We, we cover a lot of a lot of things, and I think it's it's really gum. But before we get to the show, I just want to dedicate today's uh, show to the 13-year-old that was um, killed today in East Baltimore by a plainclothes officer. Now, I don't have many details as of you know recording this, but I do know that the officer chased him and shot him down. So just prayers to that uh, the little boy and his his family. And uh, their thoughts are with me. And, you know, just keep in mind always that um, me and Francis are, um, we always show solidarity to um, all young black people in the struggle. And um, I, you know, we don't have a lot of information, but I can, I can definitely tell you that I, I know this, this child didn't deserve what happened to him. Um, so we're going to try to switch gears a little bit more positively and um, get to the show. Th- Once again, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Slow-mo. Yeah, how you doing? How's your week? Oh man, you know, it's hard out here, you know. <laughs> Black man in America, shit. Uh, yeah, just, just, as long as we keep on. Francis and do want some more, nigga. Back again. Back in black. Back, back in black, blacker than ever. Um, a lot of a lot of black stuff happened this week. Actually, a lot of dope black stuff um, happened this week. Is, this is like shaping up 2016 is going to be like the blackest year since like 1968 so i i hope so well that could oh man that could go in like a whole lot of different directions actually i don't even know yeah just black blackness as a totality as an experience i wouldn't not necessarily positive not necessarily negative just as a totality just everything which i guess in the end is mostly positive what you think of uh, Lemonade? Did you watch Lemonade? Did you listen to the album? What you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't watch the, the uh, I didn't watch Lemonade live, um, but uh, like yeah, I watched it afterwards. Like I was like, I, mean, I saw some the it's, uh, people were having the gifs up like three minutes after after they were yelling about it. So I basically saw it live, even if I technically <laughs> didn't. But. Yeah. Uh, but so and then yeah, I heard the love it. Uh, I heard the album and it's it's got like it's kind of a surprise because like I expected like I expected the, the album to be more about like on 
kind of like a wash the throne type feel in terms of just stunting uh, about uh while being black but uh, nah, the she she went into a different way which is kind of impressive like the whole thing like if i could sum it up in one word is like impressive just the, how well thought it out it is and all the uh nuance she put into it and uh how fearless it is it's it's, it's quite impressive the whole thing fearless is a good word yeah uh, what, what was your favorite part about it um i mean it was really really good really good and i was shocked like so to just talk about the video for a little bit um uh, I saw it. I saw it like Sunday. I didn't see it Saturday. Um, but it was, first off, shout out to HBO for the free HBO for the weekend. But it was absolutely amazing. Like, she, it, it's colorful and it's powerful. And there's like a minimum of white people, which is always going to get like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Me to be like really, really happy about it. It was, it was phenomenal, really. Um, the, the movie, short film, music, extended music video, whatever that was, it was it was phenomenal. Um, Serena was looking incredible in it. Uh, just it, it was beautiful. Um, the album was. I'm shocked. Like I'm I'm not really a huge Beyonce listener. I mean, you know, we're all Beyonce stands. Like just except Pronto. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, we're all Beyonce stands by like proxy of her just being like amazing. But I, I'm, I'm not really, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't listen to Beyonce's music, but this, I haven't stopped listening to this album since it came out. Like, it's amazing. It's like, it's, it's really amazing. Um, it's, there's so many different genres and sounds and it, it's, it's like, it's, it's real and it's honest. It's like, I, I don't, it's amazing. Yeah, like, I, I, like, like I said, like, I, I would have never, like, especially she would have won in this direction one because we did we didn't know that she would actually make a whole album basically mm-hmm. just going off on jay, jay and her <laughs> yeah. dad because they're, they're so private like you, you, you guys also like historically she's a very she's a relatively like private person like she yeah. controls her public image like completely yep. like you only see what mm-hmm. what she want you are of her what you want her to see so, mm-hmm. uh, like even with the self-titled album, like she, she was she I, I felt she was like she was actually like pretty um, vulnerable, showing like different sides I've never expect her to show. But even at that point, at, at that uh, at that extent, like I felt like it would it, w- it she would have never gone this far with it, and the whole and I and I think. She, I, before I said like oh I, I expect her to go on a wash, wash the throne type feel for uh, in terms of terms of pro blackness through like stunting, but with this one I think it's basically pro blackness but it's pro black femininity and is it so yes I, I so I think that it, oh she did she did go through the pro blackness thing it's just that. She she was doing it for a, a certain demographic that is not necessarily for me, and that's that's pretty cool. So yes, uh, yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, she so the video like starts out, and you know she's going through heartbreak or whatever in her relationship, but throughout it all, it's it's super super black from like. The, there's like scenes in New Orleans, like at the end, the, there's um, um, 
scenes with her and her family, and she has these couples, like a bunch of black couples, and it's beautiful. It's like gay black couples, uh, lesbian black yeah, the, couples. the Mike Brown family, uh, yeah. family stuff. And yeah. that, 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 was, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, she has the, the mothers of the, the slain um, uh, from police uh, uh, murders. Just it was it was incredibly black in, in all of this and within all of this, within all the heartbreak and everything, and the freedom song just like encapsulates this entire like theme of, of super super black. And sometimes it, it's better to be understated, and I think that's how a lot of the album was in terms of like you know making a statement. Like she made a statement mm-hmm. without explicitly making a statement. You know what I'm saying? Like in the in the formation yeah. video, like, like think... when she's like on. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, my, 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 like, I think the, the the thing about it is, like, it's really nuanced. Like, I, like, people mm-hmm. were showing photos of, oh, this, uh, she wrote hot, hot sauce on her bat uh, uh, during the video, and I would never would have caught that uh, until mm-hmm. until people were showing it later. It's like, she, there was a lot of thought put into it, and a lot of a lot of little details that make you think of it in a different way like to a, to a point where well, i was thinking did she actually say says she like hot socks on in her uh, she keeps hot socks in her bag or in her bat when i was thinking, I was like <laughs> is that actually the word uh, but, yeah. but like uh and uh i i just like i love how like she, through all these um these imagery of pro-blackness she it's also is also very integrated to her story about how she's dealing mm-hmm. with uh, her betrayal of uh, uh, of uh, Jay Z, or, or and how she's feeling about her dad and stuff like that. It's like it, she weaved in the the, pers- the her personal stories with these overarching mm-hmm. themes really, really well. And so that it never felt anything was forced or had been. like that's that's the thing also with the album is. It, it is like it's very consistent it streams it's very streamlined like every song is like three minutes but they all feel like they have they're all flushed out like yeah it, it, it's like i like i admire like i admire it like more uh like less even more than just like expression is just like wow it it takes a really 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 deep thinker to be able to do all this like more than this like expression like for instance uh, like we're both huge young thug fans for instance but we uh, at least i love young thug mainly because like he he, he, everything seems like natural to him and he just does whatever he wants this one Mm -hmm. is completely opposite where she thought as like this must have been thought out like for over a year in yeah. every single detail and her collaborating with so many different people and yeah. making so many, much effort to keep it on the wraps or uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that her message is being is, uh, come across in certain ways. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a really, really impressive feat that like I keep saying impressive because I have no other uh, vocab words, but it really is. <laughs> so she, um, it's really, really black, right? But in the sense that yeah. not only the people in front of the camera, but it, the people behind the camera, which I find so important and so amazing that she did. Like she has like Zendaya and Covengele, I can't even pronounce her name, but Covengele Wallace, Kavanaugh, Serena, yeah, um, all these black women um, and the mothers of Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin. 
etc. But like behind the scenes, like the people who directed it and produced it, the designers who designed her clothes, she's wearing like um, the, the poetry that she's um, reciting. Um, she's wearing Yeezy in there, like Yeezy clothing. She's it's it's amazing. It's like a totality of, of blackness and the incredible and the incredibleness of blackness. And we when we talk about like representation within like the media, it it don't, it doesn't it begins on like the screen, but it also it's very important like behind the scenes, like how things are being created and who's creating them and the thought process going uh, behind it. And I, I hope this shows like how incredibly just talented black people are, period. Like even it's it was it was amazing. I, I really have no words for it. The album was amazing, the production was amazing. I was I was floored. I was floored. Yeah. And and, and, the, and the, I think I liked also is like it wasn't just just like uh, going on the standard uh, perception of what blackness is or something like that. Uh, no, she like she she put a country song on the, on the album and just and it fit perfectly oh, and it felt oh, and it felt like something that she couldn't really do. Yeah, and, and uh, she she added trap influences. She says a nigga freely, and it sounds completely uh, natural, even though you thought you know that she's saying it deliberately. Uh, she uh, I think she sampled like. She said she sampled Isaac Hayes. He has she has Jack White on it. Like she yeah, basically yeah. did whatever she she wanted, but it never feels like she's not in control. And that's like the core of the blackness to it. Is like she's she's deliberately saying like, no, these are all parts of of me, and this is all parts of what I I identify with my black femininity. At least that's what I see. I don't uh, um, I don't know if uh, others may see it differently. But that's like really like the hardest soul is that no, it's it's not. There's no there's no one side or one dimension to uh, blackness or femininity. They're they're multifaceted people, and she's showing every dimension that she could uh, or she wanted to, and it did it very very well. So obviously, she's like one of the biggest superstars in the world, but. I think her entire production really hits on like the visibility of black people, specifically black women in our society and how just like that representation, like you saw it, I saw it on Twitter, on Facebook, on whatever like social media platform you were on, like black girls and women just went up for this shit, partly because it was good, but also partly because you know they don't have a lot of this, right? There's not a lot of black women that yeah. are shown on television being as creative as they possibly can be that, that represents so much such a wide sp- spectrum of this, this thing we call blackness that it was just it's it, it was fascinating to watch and it was fascinating to, to consume and it, it just shows how important like visibility on, on screen is and I know a lot of people you know joke around and get whatever whatever but it's like so important for people like that is so what what she did was so important for a lot of black women out there. Yeah, like, like I, like I'll, I've, I've always, I've always like harped on the fact that it's like there's really only like three, like, uh, uh three black, uh, mu- uh, female musicians that are really have uh, a lot of prominence in the industry for the last, uh, close to a decade. Really, it's just really her, Rihanna, and and like maybe Nicki Minaj. The rest. The, the the rest are often dipping in and out of the industry, but aren't getting the the sustained 
push or the same sustained relevance. And not because they're not talented, of course. It's just that right, because right. of the uh, because of the BS of the racism and sexism and whatnot. So, like, like I I think I said before, like Beyonce is at a position where like probably less than ten black women. I'll even say in history, like I like maybe excluding like royalty, have ever been in. So she, she's she's literally one of the ten like big uh, most important like black women ever. And so the fact that she's she decided to use that stance to do to do this type of uh, uh, work is kind of incredible in a way. Like not to say that everybody has to do that. Like no, it's just that being willing to do so, being daring enough, knowing that she'll get backlash for it, that uh, and that she doesn't have to do this. Like she could easily. She could easily not not even make like another album. She could just do like covers of songs that she she mm-hmm. liked and, and do it on the piano, uh, and she'll make her millions and she'll be completely fine for the rest of her life. But no, she's she she's using her uh, her stardom in a very very almost an unprecedented way. I think extremely unprecedented. I mean, I'm trying to think of black women. I mean, my entire adult life, she's been like one of the biggest, if not the biggest pop star on the planet. Like, I can't think of any other women or men, period. But in terms of black women my entire life, there hasn't been, like, a person like this that has just inspired everyone with their talent and with their artistry and with just everything that they can do. And like you said, it's not due to the fact that, you know, there's a lack of black women with the talent out there to do it. But it's due to the racism and it's due to the lack of opportunity to, to do it, right? And yeah. you see a lot of these younger black women in her uh, in Lemonade, like Amanda Stenberg and Provenjane Wallace, excuse me uh, for fucking up the name uh, so much. Um, and to die, just incredible, like black women, like the future, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I saw somebody tweeting yeah. about, like, how she was like showing a bridge from like her as like sort of the established guard to like the younger black women that are going to come and like, you know, be the black women that black girls look up to eventually, like how a lot of black girls and black women look up to Beyonce right now. And I think that is so important when you don't have those figures, when you don't have people that just encompass like everything that you want from them in terms of politically, socially, artistically, it's, it's really important for people. Like, when you, um, I remember the um, when Lupita um, won uh, an Oscar for 12 Years of Slavery, she would talk about how there weren't, you know, dark girls that looked like her on television or in movies mm. and how how important it was for her, for her to be that black woman, to be that dark-skinned woman so young, dark-skinned girls like her could look up to someone and be like, hey, I can be great. And not just in like their field, not just a singer or an actress or a creative or whatever, but I can be great in the medical field. I can be great in whatever I choose to do. And that is so important. And I'm just, I'm floored. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a member of the Beehive now. I'm, I'm converted. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I'll, I'll consider myself like a fan but like yeah, I, yeah, I don't man. know if I I'll 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 call myself in the high man. Like yeah, the BI is fucking crazy. I'm a fan. Like 
like it's like some parts of the hive are cool some parts are yeah there's some parts like yeah they they they'll they'll track you down and put your address on the internet with no problem whatsoever <laughs> yeah. which is oh wow but, uh, yeah, but, uh, like I was when you brought up Lupita, like I was like, it made me think like, what what do you what are you talking about? How she was she would wanted to be the dark the 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 dark skin uh, representative to inspire other um, uh, similar um, dark uh, dark skinned women to be able to uh, grasp for opportunities, and then it kind of sad to me though. Like I, I felt like well. Is she is she even going to be able to get uh, another opportunity to get that stardom, that level of stardom again that she had at the peak? And yeah, that's not even like massive stardom, but that mm. that is, but that even that relative stardom is she going to be able to just because? Well, she, even though she wants to be that representative, she is also a dark skinned woman, and people, mm. no matter how great she was in Twelve Years a Slave, people are always going to. Uh, hamper her career just because of that that skin so is she going to be able to be relevant enough to be as widespread as she possibly can even not because of her talent but just because people are, are still trying to drag her down even though she showed her talent so uh, that, that's why i was worried like like with beyonce and uh Nicki minaj and rihanna like one one similar similarity they have to be one of the, the very 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 few like actual black stars in in the world is the fact that well they're lighter skinned and and the and the fact that they they it took them year it, it took them years and years of uh con- connections and uh and pres- present themselves in a certain a certain way that they basically forced a way into the into the into that stardom and. I don't, I don't know if it's harder for darker skinned uh, women. Not to say that it's not hard for the, the lighter skinned black women, but harder for darker skinned uh, black women, especially, to do the same thing and, and even reach those heights. Uh, reach those heights. So, I don't know what yeah. you think about that. I mean, I I agree with you. Like it's, I mean, it's hard for black people in general, but for like darker black people, it's like. You know, there, there's room for nuance in a lot of these conversations, and I think that's a very important one, this, like, the color colorism debate. And there, there was a lot of, like, talk about colorism um, last week uh, when those little Kim pictures, I don't know if they were from Instagram or whatever, leaked or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that, um, I believe, I didn't even yeah. check her Instagram or something like that. that that's not what it I do with my time usually, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah like, she, she looked completely different from 20 years ago mm-hmm. completely yeah and i think it, it does help in whatever small way it does help beyonce that she's like fair fair skinned it does help Rihanna that she's fair skinned um and it does hurt a, a little kim that she is or was at least darker skinned and not only does it hurt your like opportunities for success but it also hurts like internally like that's a sign of just like like there's like a lot of um, people were sharing like interviews she had where she was talking about like how the men in her life didn't love her, but they loved the lighter skinned women. They loved the Hispanic or Latinx women mm. around them. And that shit, like it gets to you. And it, as like a dark 
black man, it, it got to me, you know, you grew, I grew up, I grew up thinking I was ugly. I still struggle with shit like that. A lot of my depression still, you know what I'm saying, stems from shit like that. Um, and I can only imagine how it would affect a dark-skinned woman where she has to go through all that shit, plus she has to go through, like, all these other issues that I just don't... The fact that she's a woman. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's... Colorism is very important when we talk about things like this, um, especially visibility, because, you know, we need to see dark-skinned women and dark-skinned black people on television as incredible and as, as wonderful as this, as much as we're going to celebrate Beyonce and continue to celebrate Beyonce, also, I also want to celebrate, you know, like you said, like Lupita, and I also want to celebrate uh, Uzo Adu... Uh, I, I'm just... I'm gonna I, stop I, I think it's uh, Ad- Aduba, or is that... Yeah, and I'm just going to stop saying people's names. Uzo! Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nigerian enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just let that go. Um... We need to see like darker skinned people. <laughs> we need to see darker skinned people, you know, pushed to the forefront more and, and shown that like we're all beautiful. Like all black people are beautiful. Like in all our shades, from the lightest of the light to the darkest of the dark, and we're all creative and talented and intelligent and, and remarkable in so many different ways. And I'm really glad um, Beyonce showed that we are. And I'm also really hurt that little Kim, you know what I'm saying, had to struggle with these demons because these these are things that these are institutions that just shouldn't be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that like that's the reason why why like I'll be for, I'll be, I'll always be pro the Harriet Tubman being on the bill, uh, mm. the dog, mm. the uh, the bill over Andrew Jackson, who's a terrible, terrible per- person who happened to be president. Um, but like, I, like, I understood the, like the, the complaints about Tubman being on the, on, on, on the currency, the fact that she was a slave, slave exploited by the currency system and to, for her to represent the currency system seems like a, kind of like an insult. I understand, like, I understand the feeling, but I feel it's kind of a, it's kind of a feeling where I feel like it's almost like. Uh, Martin Luther King Day, the fact that even though the United States have treated Martin Luther, treated Martin Luther King Jr. extremely horribly uh, throughout his life and uh, to, to the point of his death, the fact that we still we we still have to uh, make the point to at least future generations will treat uh, treat him and Tubman with the respect that he, they deserve even if we didn't in the, in the in the in the past at least that's the hope like of course racism mm-hmm. is going to be passed down for generations too so but we like i feel like Tubman you put 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 Tubman in that position where she's a face on the currency she uh people are always never going to forget who Tubman is they may they may uh 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 could um uh, distort what her legacy actually was, but we also have the information to re, uh, restore that legacy to what it actually should be. So at least we have that opportunity. So, yeah. so I, I'll be for the Tubman. I understand the uh, discomfort around it, but that she is like she, the the dark skin uh, women, dark skin people, black people in general. They need those uh, symbols. 
even 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 if there's some uh, nuance and discomfort around it, to at least have something to aspire for. So, or to, and to re- kind of have appreciation of themselves. So I have up this um, Washington Post article written by um, Feminista Jones. And um, in it, she says, this is just a, a quick little thing. Her legacy is rooted in resisting the foundation of American capitalism. Tubman didn't respect America's economic system, so making her a symbol of it would be insulting. I am like, I don't know, honestly, where I am on the issue, because I've seen, I, I can see both sides, honestly. I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards being like, also like celebratory about it, but I'm mm. like, I'm not all the way there yet because of exactly that, because, you know, her entire existence for like a lot of her life was like subverting the system in which, you know, black people were, were labor, their bodies were plundered, their, you know, slavery, right? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. she was she was enslaved. She escaped, and her legacy was helping slaves or helping black people escape slavery and leaving America or leaving the South or just you know uprooting this 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 monster that we were um, placed into, right? And so it's kind of like I don't know whether. Obviously, none of us know if Harriet Tubman would be cool with it or not, but because she's, you know, not here to say whether she would be. But I think it's cool because I think it's cool for people to, you know, what I'm saying like if I'm pulling out a a Tubman as people have been uh, naming it now, I'm going to be like really like proud and happy about it. I'm going to carry cash more. I, I rarely ever carry cash now. It's it, it's, 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 it's going to make you stop stop spending up in this strip club or anything or. <laughs> Oh no! It's gonna make me even. Well, let me not say <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a cool thing to like show like your future children or your future nieces or whatever. Like this woman, one of the greatest women, one of the greatest people in this country's history. Like if there was like a, just a Mount Rushmore of like people, she one hundred percent be on it in this country. Like. It's just cool to see her on the twenty dollar bill and all of her like her glory. Yeah, like, like I think I think legacies matter, and I feel like mm-hmm. this one, although there's room for, to abuse that legacy, in in the end, if if we stay diligent, we could use it to really uh, uh, hail her legacy at, at the proper heights it should be. That she she was represent a representative of one of the bravest, most important uh, uh, movements in, of rebellion in in United States history, and the fact that yeah, although she was mostly opposing like United States in, in in large and everything like that, that she was representative of kind of what. America usually deems as I- ideals of uh, dignity and uh, and f- the fight for freedom and whatnot, and the fact that and the fact that she she was upholding those ideals against a, a laws that were extremely unjust to her and her and her fellow p- uh, peers and people is something that we have to really really uh, keep in our history 
and not let it be forgotten as a footnote or or pushed aside. And because we want we want more we want more dark skinned women to uh, in to be looking at those uh, Tubmans and mm-hmm. saying, oh, I, I have the I have the ability to do whatever to uphold my ideals and and may may make a legacy uh, perhaps even as, as big as that one and without well by marginalizing those types of figures i feel like you mar- you marginalize the future as well so you i think it like it might feel like it's like oh is it's like a is 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 weighing the pros and cons and just saying oh the pro i think the pros are better but like yeah, I truly think that the pros of such a statement is worth is worth maybe the sketchiness of uh, whether she really uh, would have liked liked to be this symbol or so. Like if she like if she had it in her will, oh, I hated America, I hate I hate I hate the currency system or something like that. Then that might be a little bit different. That you might feel a little bit differently about that, but. I really do think that the pros of this, even though I feel the discomfort, is worth it. Um, this brings up an interesting debate within visibility in the sense that there's a lot of negatives to visibility. And you see that with the reaction to Beyonce's Lemonade. You see that with the reaction to... Um, Tubman being on the 20, and you see that in the reaction to um, the, the video that went viral yesterday about um, women's uh, women on Twitter, sports women in the sports media on Twitter and getting like harassed and like beyond and just you know suffering from such trauma. And a, a lot of visibility comes with a lot of trauma, right? The the the, the Seeing people argue on Twitter all day about Beyonce and Lemonade and seeing like people go back and forth with Piers Morgan on Twitter about Beyonce, seeing racist people being racist about Harriet Tubman, it takes a toll on a lot of people. It takes a toll on a lot of black people, a lot of yeah, black yeah. women. And there, there's, yeah, there's a lot of negatives towards, uh, uh, there's a lot of negatives coming with Visibility. Like it's great and it's wonderful and it's needed, but we also have to like remember and remind ourselves like this is a really, really big uphill battle. And like with every win, there are like little like micro losses in the. I like I can't really like explain it in words, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like it's basically like no matter how hard we fight, there's always going to be people fighting just as hard against us. Like, yeah. This, more battles. We win one battle and three more pop up. Yeah. So, but like, I've, I've, I feel in that in the like that sense is like the uh, the opposition is always going to fight, fight us. They're going to pick something to fight us on. Like, they're uh, we always. So I feel like we always have to basically like I always say like hope is all we got. Really, the hope the hope is that. Uh, we can slowly diminish the amount of battles that they're willing to fight for, or, or, or see as a battle worth fight, uh, or battle worth it, and hopefully, hopefully, when we 
fight a Pierce Morgan or so, and we're telling him, uh, we're telling him, oh, it, it's this is a stupid idea that nobody care or nobody, you're not in a position to have authority over what a black woman should think about her herself and whatnot. Then we, if if it doesn't reach him, which it probably wasn't, it won't because I don't think he's here to discuss anything. He's just here to troll, but it will affect somebody who may may have a very very naive or uh, little nuanced view of the world and he sees it, sees it and mm-hmm. says oh i i agree that oh the in most situations what pierce is doing is would be wrong why would i would I accept it in this such a situation no maybe i should follow the the what the those black people are are, are talking about or at least hear them out more so that's like like that's the reason why, I, for instance, I always uh, tweet or retweet, like clap. Back. Well, not always, because sometimes even I get tired of it. But I often do. It's just because to to lessen the battles, I feel like you have to reach people one at a time and just hope that it, it clicks. Like it, that's really the only yeah, way I, I I can really. Uh, wait, why you said my bad? Yeah, we we you know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but we like disagree on this. Like, I see no point in even like engaging with like people like that or engaging in those spaces. And I feel it's better for my mental health and my sanity not to. And you're you're a little opposed. You're like you know you you want to dip your feet in there. You want to you want to fuck races up on Twitter. Yeah, like it's my feeling is that oh. No, not that everybody should do it. No, no, like your your own mental health, your own sense of peace is more is more important than uh, fight, uh, fighting for, for other others. But I feel like me personally, I'm willing to I'm willing to like I feel I feel comfortable that no matter how my my foray into uh, discussing with these uh, races or problematic situations, like. I feel like even though I have my my own uh, issues and stuff like that, I feel like I'll be okay enough that I feel like this is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So I don't. So I understand completely that other people say no. I don't want to engage. I don't want to uh, be around this. Is just 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 ruining my day. Well, like why would I? Why would I just do something to ruin my day? I I feel like I feel like I, I I'm okay with it. In my uh, for, for my own health, so I, I'm going to be willing to engage, and there's a ninety percent chance it won't go well, but I'm betting on the ten percent. It's, it's a very very low odd, but I, f- I feel like it's better than zero percent. That's really my 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 lo- outlook on it, and like with certain things, for instance, like I remember when uh, with the with the police uh, brutality, they'll show the actual clips of them getting killed and sh- get shot, and people would. There was the argument about whether those clips are too triggering and too depressing to share, or or would those clips be uh, have any benef- benefit to people who are more naive about it, and they see that they see the clip, they're up, they're confronted with it, and. Does that make, trigger a change within the, their thinking? And it's a very, very nuanced battle, and I understand um, a nuanced debate. And I understand both sides complete, uh, completely. Like I, I, I tend to just, like, I can tend to only like first share those types of things when I know that 
it's not going to like play on automatically on the on the timeline or something like like mm-hmm. if it's hidden within the article, I might share it. And but with the with the with the with the hope that it's obvious enough that if if you know that it will trigger you, uh, hopefully uh, it won't just play automatically and trig- trigger you. But when you're not expecting it, you can hopefully avoid it. But for others, mm-hmm. hopefully that they'll be intrigued enough to venture into it and then see, oh, maybe maybe I should be more concerned about these types of issues. But well, but again, the fact that it, it, these types of debates are even have to be had is completely depressing, but mm-hmm. uh, it's the it's world we live in, I guess. I think our engagement with like social media and what we share and what we talk about and our engagement with like trauma is something that we should definitely like talk about more but like in a, on a different day um i because it's, it's really important it's a really interesting subject but i wanted to uh finish um with an old uh, uh a legend uh, a god really who passed um prince and I'm not even going to lie to you or anybody listening out there. I had little engagement with Prince's music besides, like, you know, the, the smash hits. Um, you, uh, you're, you're a big fan, right? You, like, listened and everything. Yeah, like, I feel like, I feel like I, I'm, like, not, like, a really a Prince expert either, but mm-hmm. I do, like, me, the first few press songs I heard I knew that oh okay this guy's incredible in his own way. Yeah. Uh, he, like I feel like I feel like he's that talented in that like you could instantly understand why somebody would be into him. Uh I think like I think what's kind of amazing to me is kind of like he's one of those types where like similar to Beyonce where like I feel like well actually I feel like he's kind of this might sound weird. He's kind of like the perfect bridge between like Beyonce and Young Thug, uh, huh. in that he's he he, he in that he he feel he really feels like he uh, like he could do anything like he, he's and everything comes natural to him, but he's also very very ambitious and a deep thinker, and he kind of curates what he wants the listeners to um, uh, to hear, and if they get it they get they get it if they don't they don't but he he's putting out this huge world uh in through soundscape that where you it's a world that very few people will have will ever uh be able to create ever ever uh, in the in this kind of like a young thug way but it's extremely well created and well thought there's so much detail to it uh there's so much influences there's so many influences uh, put into it so I kind of feel like he, he that's kind of how I think I think of it is like he he's capable of taking elements of the lemon of lemonade and doing the visual like he technically did his own visual film like lemonade yeah. in purple rain uh uh but he's but it's also he's also audacious enough to go more on the other side of just making a whole song just about uh, uh, a, a woman masturbating or about or, or about incest even and and but it, it's all it's not just to shock you 
it's it's done it's done with the purpose of explore these ish themes and and you you'll 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 find in the heart emotions that you never really thought about before so with those with those daring eroticism um in in themes in his songs you'll find that oh he is he's really talking about finding personal connection with other people through through sex and through and through physical means and but he'll also juxtapose those erotic those erotic themes with gospel influence blatant gospel influence with with funk with funk with he'll he'll make a he'll make uh beatles type pop so- uh, songs he'll do whatever he'll do whatever he wants but there's always a purpose behind it and it's a it's a purpose that never felt accidental and that's kind of rare in a musician ever is to be able to do so much many things like like I somebody um, I think retweeted on the, my timeline that he played twenty seven different instruments on his debut album, twenty seven. I, like, I, I, I think he played even like a instruments at all. <laughs> like like he, he he's basically his own or, or, orchestra and to the fact to the point where also like he was able he was so talented that he just decided randomly oh I feel like these types of songs. Uh, it would be better in somebody else's voice or more interesting. So let me just tell these people to make a band or to, uh, or tell the, this group that oh take these songs and they'll be m- massive hits. But he 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 didn't he didn't need them for his own catalog because he's I feel like he, uh, he's such a great thinker that he could put himself in into other people into other perspectives. He could he, he's one of the few male writers I feel who could make songs that sound like women. I think Bobby Jones said that. And that, that was really, really true is that he can, he can make a, he can make a song for like Ben Anorama and Sinead O'Connor. And it sounds like they wrote it in their diaries, but no, he, he it's, he has a five foot, uh, like sex demon, black, a black sex demon. He, he's writing these songs for, uh, white men, women all across the world. And it sounds like their songs, like, that takes a special musical genius, I think. Yeah, um, he's been called like the greatest guitarist of all time. He's been called the greatest musician of all time. He's just—he's an enigma. He's fascinating. Like my first engagement with Prince was actually the um, Chappelle Show skit with Charlie Murphy um, and basketball and pancakes, and that's just always what I related him to. But just everybody that like. I've heard talk about him, either knowing him or just being a fan of his music, speaks with such reverence and such like they put him on such a pedestal. And I, I, I think the he's the bridge between Beyonce and Young Thug is like is an amazing, amazing comparison in the sense that not only was he like larger than life, like Beyonce, and like super talented and one of the greatest artists of all time, but like him bending and contorting what we define as masculinity, him, like, warping what we think of, like, gender roles and sexuality and everything like that, like, every, like, sort of minority group has, like, a relationship with with Prince, and it's, like, rightfully, and rightfully so, like, the LGBT plus community, uh, black women, black men, um, just everyone just, like, 
relates to this man, like the crop tops that he used to wear, the the falsetto he used to sing, the it, it sing uh, and the, 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 the assless chaps open on stage. <laughs> Assless chap, assless chaps, like just everything was just like it was grandiose, but it never felt like like out of place. It never felt like he was like doing this. Like you know how some people do things, and it seems like they're like Miley Cyrus does things, but it doesn't seem like she's being genuine yeah, about it. it. Seems like she's yeah, it seems forced. His it's it's always genuine with him. It's always like just like he, like like you said, he does what he wants. And what he wants was always ultimately so progressive and like, wow, just wow. Yeah, yeah, like, hopefully we'll find another prince, but they don't come pretty often. So they don't. He's he's a one of one, and I hope that people, you know, what I'm saying, like, just the stories I'm hearing about him and his his love of basketball and him uh, making um, I forget the publication now, but he made them hire. This white publication, he made them hire a black woman to interview him, and just everything that you hear about him, just it's so genuine and sweet and incredible. And he was just so super black. And when we talk about visibility, like him and Michael Jackson were like the most visible black people, and just so important for so many black people. Like without Prince, without Michael Jackson, like I don't know where pop music in terms of like our visibility would be. These guys were, like, such incredible pioneers. Yeah, like, I like I know, like, after his death, some, like, there were some publications who were talking about how he transcended blackness or he transcended uh, funk or something like that. And, like, no, no, no. Like, that's, I think, feel like that's missing the point. It's like, no, right. he's very, very black. He's very, very, he's very, very masculine. He's very, very into women he's very very he's very very uh he's very very spiritual he's very very uh um uh, it, uh he's very very uh uh gospel influence he's very he's very very all these things he's not transcending them he's combining them into his own perspective on life that like that's uh, there's i feel like there's a very very big difference between those it's not transcending them it's kind of maximizing those those types of genres and influences and i feel like that's kind of what the purpose of many musicians should be in life is just to take all you the information you get in and make it in a way make it in a way that you feel will influence others in in your own through your own perspective and i think few people were able to always feel like they were they were not they were doing things from their own perspective from their from their own whims from their own sense set of beliefs more than prince and it's, it's kind of tragic that we won't get more of that yeah it's it's very tragic um he there's just not there's just so much to say and it feels like not enough time. It feels like a lot of people even didn't really have enough time to grieve this tragedy. And um, I really hope that, you know, his family, I know he didn't like have a will or anything, so I don't know. I just hope this doesn't get ugly. Like a lot of the, a lot of celebrity deaths do where, where the celebrities estate yeah. is just so vast. And cause he's just like, his memory 
just like how important he was to culture. And, you know, we start off talking about visibility and Beyonce and we end talking about visibility and, and Prince. It's just so important for things like this. And a lot of, and I, I, another thing I want to talk about is like him, a lot of times there's like an aesthetic that they showed with Prince in terms of like the women he dated or the women he, 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 put in his videos mm. like make make no mistake about it he put black women in his videos of all colors and he uplifted black people and black men and black women as like often as he could and he was just he's just so incredibly black and so in, in, incomparable incomparable and he's just you know i'm just like reading all these things i'm about him is just like i just feel like his aura is like all around us you know yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a he's a type of person that like he f- he feels inescapable once you experience him. Like, yeah, like, he, he feels, he's like he's instantly unforgettable. He's he's instantly uh some somebody something that will someone who will influence you in subtle ways, even though even if you don't cautiously expect it, and just in terms of how frank you'll you'll be with your emotions or of of the type of even the type of music you'll later get into or something like that he's he's one of those he's one of those like figures who are truly like iconic in 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 that in that stature in that history you can't write much history without them like not even just music history just uh i feel like he's a he's like an american uh, figure in in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Prince Prince Nelson Rogers, rest in peace. Um, and I think that's it, right? Did we cover anything? Did you want to talk about anything else? Is anything like on your mind? Did you want to like make another Trump ad on on the show or like what's 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 good? Uh, well, I just want to laugh at Ted Cruz picking Carly Fiorina. I, I, even though he's like ninety nine percent chance he's gonna lose, like uh, Carly what? I, mean, I feel like that's just a waste of Carly Fiorina's time. Uh, like picking Carly Fiorina uh, off a tree? What, what happened? I, I was at work all day. I, what happened? What? Oh no! Oh, he, he, uh, he he picked Carly Fiorina as his uh, VP candidate. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. As a joke. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just okay. All right. Well, good luck to Ted Cruz. We um. So the new, the primary in our great state of, of New Jersey is like in a month. I think. I think our the primary is our, ours is the last one. So like both of the races. I mean, they're already locked up right now, but they're going to be like you know finite by then. But I think we should do something on like all the candidates, like an in memoriam. To like this political yeah. process, the primary process yeah. at least, because the presidential make, make one of them the presidential stuff like that. <laughs> the presidential election doesn't start until November fourth, like November fourth. It's, it's April. It's, it's really this the whole presidential campaign thing and everything like that is really just for the TV. Like that's really its value now. Like I mean, it doesn't need to be this long. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be this drawn, uh, drawn out and this, this overly analyzed. But 
it, it gets business going. So, so I guess we should talk about it on a, a later date. Um, yeah. But yeah, good talking to you, man. Uh, we'll get yeah, on. Same, to same, same. And uh, all right. And that uh, concludes this week's episode of No, You Can't Say Hi. Thank you once again for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, follow me on Twitter at John Brown. Follow the show on Twitter at No, You Can't Say Hi. And follow Francis on Twitter at Francis Adu Jr. Um, we'll be back um, really, really soon to talk about a whole host of other, other things. So uh, thank you for listening and um, enjoy your day.